0: We here at Sports Best Friends acknowledge Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people as the traditional custodians of the land, water and sky throughout Australia on which we record. We recognise their strength, diversity, resilience and deep connection to country. We pay our respects to Elders of the past, present and future as they hold the memories, knowledge and spirit of Australia.
1: chat, a podcast all about the Penrith Panthers. I'm Jack Martin and I'm joined by my co-host Nat Sinclair. How are you doing, Nat?
0: I'm good. How are you? I'm much better than last week.
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm doing a lot better too. Um, (laughs) Hopefully, hopefully I'll get out of isolation soon. You should be out, what, tomorrow, right?
0: Yep, tomorrow. Um, I'm going to stay home one extra day because that fits with my fake tan routine um, ah, nice. <laughs> which is obviously yeah. extremely important um, but I am might go to the gym that night or, or just you know I don't know go down and get some food leave do something just to celebrate.
1: Yeah well I, I live with two women so I understand how much fake tan oh, night is a important. big deal on the calendar and I know that you've got it to really wipe is. everything out in order to do that.
0: You do and you've got to pre-plan it. Are you a good helper? My fiance is a fantastic helper for my fake tan. Do you help Vic out or is she alone?
1: Uh, no, I've never done that. Um, wow. No, I know I'm such, such a bad help. I actually put <laughs> fake tan wipes on my arm once when I was like 13 because I got them in an <laughs> Easter show bag and that, that didn't go very well. So if that's anything to go by, <laughs> I'm probably a really bad help.
0: <laughs> might just leave that one yeah I had a bunch or of be.
1: orange splotches on my arm for a while so
0: <laughs> that's all we need to know about that yeah
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, other than that we've both survived the week huh?
0: we did we channeled our inner Dylan and here we are yep. back better than ever just like he was in round one after the broken foot
1: yeah it's five having to watch from home I was planning on going to that game that was a shame oh
0: yeah it was pretty crappy, the end, so, you know, yeah. it would have been exciting yeah. to be there, but also, like, maybe not the worst one to miss.
1: Yeah, and I'm kind of glad I didn't have to get the train home in the rain because apparently it was oh. pouring at full time.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Yeah, so with that in mind, I'm kind of glad I didn't have to go. <laughs>
0: it definitely it could also, have been worse, yeah.
1: <laughs> also, I didn't want to be surrounded by dragon fans, really.
0: No. Definitely don't want to be surrounded. There's some good ones, but as we know, there are some bad ones. So. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a, few, a few legal experts out there with have discovered.
0: Also, none of the bad ones are in MKFC. Shout out. No, no, yes. <laughs> they're the, all perfect, beautiful angels. <laughs> yes,
1: the, the three of them that are MKFC <laughs> yeah. members. They're all right.
0: Yeah. Into your away with the premiership?
1: So there's been a bit more injury news. Coming out of round two, it just doesn't seem to stop at the moment. Uh, mm. Brian Toto suffered a high grade MCL injury, which will leave him out for reportedly six to eight weeks, which that's a big blow. And mm. uh, James Fisher Harris suffered muscular damage to his left shoulder, but has been named this weekend. But,
0: yeah, I was assuming a nice that'll advice.
1: be. Yeah, I'm assuming that'll be touch and go until. Yeah. The game and then there were, there were also yeah. rumours about Scott Sorensen but the club haven't mentioned mm. anything about it mm. so I'm not sure what's going on there but yeah they're dropping oh, like twice yeah. at the moment aren't
0: they? They are um, they're really testing the depth I guess that we spoke about before the season Um yeah Brian's a big loss I, I have to admit um, I thought he was a little bit off so far to start the season and this might explain it Um you know he's still Fantastic! You're always safe with him. You don't worry about making mistakes. But he wasn't his usual powerful, you know, making his 200 plus meters every every week. Um, and yeah, I guess it makes sense now. He might have been carrying a niggle, which has turned into that MCL tear. Um, so not good for him to start the season. But again, would prefer it to be now than at the back end of the season. Um, so hopefully he can you know get that sorted out. And in the meantime, we've got Taylor May. who's going to slot into his spot. Um, which I'm sure we'll discuss later on, but that's only a positive thing in my view. Um, Fish, yeah, I was super happy to see him named. Um, I think usually Ivan's pretty conservative in terms of naming injured players. So I feel like it's probably a good sign that he has been named. Um, and yeah, I think it was, a, we really noticed it when he went off. I think him and Yiyo together are so important to the organisation of our games and just... Fish was super noticeable when he went off. Um, and, yeah, like you're kind of watching it and thinking, what's going on? Why? What, what isn't clicking? And then Fish is sitting down on the sideline. You're like, there it is. That makes sense. So I'd really love for him to be playing this week um, because we're going to need all we can get. But, yeah, really sad on the Brian front, but hopefully it gets better nice and quickly and, you know, the right end of the season for it to happen.
1: Yeah, it's similar to the Nathan situation where you go, well, you'd rather it happen now. later in the year and if we drop the occasional game at the beginning it's not going to be the biggest deal as long as we're in a good position coming in yeah but yeah that that fish injury was noticeable because sometimes during games you don't really pay too much attention to like the interchanges with the forwards because they just rotate through quite a bit and sometimes you don't yeah notice too much when a guy has spent a long time on the sideline until someone mentions it And then yeah, they kept showing fish on the sideline. What's going on here? Because he came off what with at one point um, with a lot of blood coming from his head.
0: Yeah, so I thought it was HIA kind of thing. But then after he passed that, so I was like, when is he coming back? (laughs) Yeah,
1: I was like, like, what were they unable to stitch him up or something? So it wasn't safe to send him out there or yeah. But yeah, so I I didn't even notice the actual injury, but it was noticeable with our middles with. Like we said, Spencer having to play more minutes than he's used to. Yeah. And he did yep. a very good job. But he
0: did love you, Spencer.
1: Yeah. He, he was great with what he did, but it was still noticeable mm-hmm. that we had
0: definitely, I mean, both
1: Fish and Leota missing. For totally. That
0: definitely agree so, with that. Sure.
1: Yeah. If, if he's 100% ready to play, then I'm delighted. If not, I'm actually you know, I'm quite happy for us to not play him. Yeah, Um,
0: totally. I'd trust him out for
1: sure. Yeah, just like we said with the others, we'd rather them rest them now and have them good to go. Especially, we'll need him during the origin period because we'll most likely have a lot of players out. And his leadership and his ability will be one of the only things holding us up through that period. So he's a very, very important player to the middle part of our season. Expert. I just love the game. But more than that, I love the community. If you're a fan of rugby league or the NRL, you'll love Big T's tees. Unique, affordable, and made for fans. Find a link to the online store in the show notes below. You'd look good in one of Big T's tees. Yes, so we also have the mystery of will Nathan Cleary play? He's named in the team this week at number 24.
0: He is. Um, well, at first I was like, come on, why are we bringing him back early? Um, there's no need. It's round three, but he probably won't play noting where he is positioned in that team list. I'm still sus though, because I don't know why he would be named if there was no chance of that happening. Um You know, Ivan has been very strong in saying it will be round four, it will be round four, it will be round four. So I don't know why he's named now. I don't know if it's some sort of weird mind game thing with Newcastle. Maybe the fact that Newcastle, playing Newcastle, might be more of a challenge than we originally anticipated. But again, I think that would be really silly given the fact it's round three. And if we drop a round three game against Newcastle, like that's okay. Um, So yeah, I'm not, I, I think I'd prefer him to have another rest. I think it would make me feel better if he had another rest. I'm concerned if he does play that Newcastle will really target that shoulder of his and it could set him back. Um, And I think it's a a better option to give Nathan more time rather than less time. And there's no reason at all whatsoever to rush him for any reason at this stage.
1: Yeah, well, it, it is interesting that he has been named even in the extended squad for round three because the official release from the club on the 8th of March, said he'll miss at least the first three weeks of the NRL season. And so maybe that's a sign that he is doing better, but they're not 100% sure yet. But I'm... Yeah. Yeah, like, I'm I'm more than happy for us to not play him yet because Sean O'Sullivan, yeah, will do a fine job. And also the game is in Bathurst and I'm not sure how... Quality the surfaces and whether that will impact any injuries from impact at all. Obviously, I'm yeah. not, I'm, I'm, I have no idea whether I'm talking complete gibberish at the moment. But I wonder if that's something no, that they would that. take into account. I'm sure they probably. I mean, would mean, like 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 things like ankles and stuff. But... Or
0: ComBank, yeah. I mean, if you're looking at and you're playing at ComBank and noting all the dramas with that surface, you definitely yeah. hold it off. So if it's similar with Bathurst, I think that I would understand that for sure.
1: Yeah, and like I get that it's 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 a surface that won't be as worn out as Combank, but it obviously yeah. they don't have the same budget to take care of that surface as they do with Combank.
0: Yeah, exactly right.
1: So I wonder if that'll be something that they'll take into account. But yeah, it'll be interesting to see whether he is in the extended squad as the week progresses when they have to drop players out or not.
0: Yeah, it will be, and I think that. Um, I mean, that'll be the indication. I doubt that Ivan would. or maybe he will keep him up there all the way up until the last and give him every possible chance to play. It's, we just, it's hard because Ivan is known as well to do a little bit of mind games. <laughs> so it's hard to know sometimes whether it's Ivan playing mind games or if it's legitimate. So I guess it's something we just kind of have to wait and see both with him and Fish um, as the, the week goes on.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, how many weeks in a row last year did he name kick out a start? And then we all knew oh, an hour exactly. before kickoff, he was going to be named on the bench. I
0: mean, to and start. look at like last week, Spencer was named to start. We we're all so happy. And then Matt yeah. Arsene, who starts. Yeah. So, and we were sad. So at least he 30s, hasn't played silly you know,
1: buggers with that this week. He's named Eisenhower to start.
0: Well, I'm hoping he does play silly buggers and he spots them. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah we'll that would that'd actually, be, that'd actually be quite funny if he just, yeah, he just, they take turns. Okay, so on to last Friday's game, Penrith Panthers versus the Dragons. Uh what did the final score? Be 20 to 16 to the Panthers. What did you make of that it's game? 2018.
0: Huh? Was it 2018 or 2016? Oh
1: it's 2016. Yeah, um, Max missed that kick so, after celebrating.
0: That's right. Um the first half was stunning. The second half was awful. Um it really was, I guess, a tale of two halves. Um, really liked the way we started um was, yeah, really impressed with our attack. Defense, as always, was fantastic. Then it kind of wasn't the best in the second half. There are a few, I guess, silly errors um, kind of going on, which really stilted our progress. Saying that, was in, I was impressed with our defense up until the end there. Um, but I guess they were hammering us, hammering us, hammering us. So you're bound to crack when that happens. Um, so, yeah, look, all in all, definitely not like a panic stations kind of game. Um, but... I'd much preferred the week before, so that's where I'm at with that game.
1: Yeah, yeah, it wasn't quite as uh, easy and breezy as round one was it? Was it? Um, but it was. It still wasn't the worst game, you know. We the first half we were excellent, and the second half we definitely, definitely fell off. But I think you're right. That was more about the dragons piling on the pressure, and I think we brought a lot of pressure on ourselves with some pretty shoddy ball handling and yeah. eventually that defense was just going to crack especially with you know we'd lost two players during the games so there were reshuffles to things like defensive combinations and then just the forward pack having to be worn out given that they were one defender down yeah um the first half yeah it was definitely what we need to build on yeah and they could learn a lot from that second half that that final try that they did score was a very nice try. Mm. Uh, it was a great kick put in through, but I still want us to do a bit better than that. Um,
0: yeah, I think whatever the try it was, where no one, there was just miscommunication, no one contested it, but that can't be happening. That's silly stuff. That's like Tigers stuff, if that makes sense. Like, you know, you don't expect to see that sort of thing happening from a team like us. Um, so that sort of thing needs to be stamped out. Um, and I'm sure they will come back stronger for that.
1: Yeah, yeah, 100%. Like, that's, they'll get a, a much better test this week against the Knights, people, what we've seen from them this year. But it's kind of like what we were saying about, you don't, you don't want to underestimate the Dragons early in the year. No. And they kind of did exactly what we said, aside from we predicted a bit of a blowout at the end. Yeah. Um, that was the only thing that really changed. And I don't know about you, but watching on TV, it looked like it must have been humid as hell out there because they were sweaty.
0: Yeah, yeah. Oh, I guess and- it was right before the rain was coming on too. Yeah. So you'd imagine it would have been very, very humid.
1: Yeah, like it was all, always hard to get quite a gauge, you know, when you're watching on TV. But it didn't look like the greatest conditions to be playing in. And, you know, sometimes you just got to be able to win ugly. And I'm glad we were actually, you know, able to do that. But, you know, hopefully some better performances from now on. Well,
0: especially considering, I guess, we saw performances like that from Melbourne um, on the Thursday night where they played an outstanding first half and then trailed off. Um, And then the Roosters as well against Manly, there was a little element of that as well. So, you know, I think even the top teams at the moment like us, you know, like Roosters, like Storm, there's still rust that comes from starting a season. Um, I think perhaps the way we played and blew everyone away on round one maybe put into our heads the fact that we're going to be this extreme freak of nature of a team that just bounces back and plays perfect games all through the season and we're going to have our down games and we did have a little down half and we still came away with the two points. So that's a huge win. Um, but we'll definitely need to lift that effort when we're playing Newcastle this week.
1: Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of a reality check because I, I'll, I'll admit, after that round one game, I was thinking, you know, like, how is anybody ever going to stop us? But then, yeah, the same, drags, you know? I
0: was like, back to back, so. that. basically.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you know, if that's if that's the marker of how we do it, our bad performances, I'm still pretty happy with that, especially considering. How some of the other teams have done this year with their bad performances and the inconsistencies that we've seen across only two rounds.
0: Totally, totally agree.
1: So on our three two ones, it was a bit it was a bit harder this week for all difference uh, for. Uh, <laughs> I'll do that again. Uh, So, on to our 3-2-1s this week for the coveted Dally Mitch Awards. It was a bit harder to do the votes this week for all the wrong reasons as compared to last week when it was really hard just because there were so many good players. Uh, Who do you have for your one vote?
0: So, my one vote goes to someone who had a Jekyll and Hyde game, but he's... Which one's the good one? (laughs) Jekyll or Hyde?
1: I actually don't know. That, you know, that's something that a listener can tell us.
0: Whoever's the good one in that couple overweighed the bad one in that couple, and that's Kakao. Um, yeah, he had an awesome first half and then a very poor second half. So um, I think the fact that, yeah, he scored those two fantastic tries they are really good. Um, he was a tackling beast, um, you know, he – I don't know, I even noticed a few times where he was just being smarter than he has been in the past, like times where he's pulled back a little bit in circumstances where he almost certainly would have taken someone's head off, you know, and things like that that I noticed in that first half, which showed an improvement from kicks. And, yeah, so my one goes to kicks. If we had have had, you know, a few more standouts, he may not have gotten a run in that, but I am going to give him a one for that first half performance.
1: Yeah, I actually, I was debating the whole time whether to put kick out in my votes because, like you said, he was great in that first half, but mm. <laughs> the second half <laughs> it was just very dodgy,
0: went very downhill,
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was, yeah, something that I weighed up the entire time. And you know what? I'm glad that you put him in because it's going to create a mm. bit of difference in ours. Because I actually yeah. went for Appy Chorus out for my one, I thought he did, yeah, you know, he wasn't remarkable, but I thought he did, mm. he's one of the few players out there who was very solid and did a very good job in amongst the trying circumstances Mm. and yeah he got a try assist I believe for the Spencer Lenu try as well which helps yeah and I think we needed his leadership out there given that we were missing you know one of our captains and then Fisher Harris for the majority of the game and I thought he steered us around quite well because Sean and Jerome had a comparatively quiet game compared to last week and we needed yeah. a lot more direction from him and I thought he provided that quite well.
0: Yeah, so, agree. yeah,
1: I went with Appy for one vote.
0: Very astute. Um, my two votes goes to Spencer. Um, we've both been calling for him to be a more firm starter in our team or just a part of it for some time. Um, so it was so thrilling for me to see him just run on and score a try pretty much immediately. Um, And, yeah, he was just, every time he gets the ball, he just wants to kill someone. Like, it's it's so cool to watch, and I would be so intimidated coming up against that in the opposition. So I thought he really held his own, um, and he needed to, um, given the fact he was given that opportunity through injury to Moses Leota, and I liked what I saw from him. So my two points goes to Spencer Lenu.
1: I also went two points to Spencer Lennyu. I thought he was great. (laughs) That that try he scored was everything that we want from him, basically, where we were talking about wanting him to take that little extra step up and play a, a more important role in the team than what he has played in order to cement himself and to be called upon when needed. And I thought he did just that. You know, he didn't get that starting opportunity that we wanted him to, but he still had to play longer minutes with the uh, Fisher-Harris injury. And I thought he was great. Yeah, he wasn't, he didn't do anything spectacular aside from the try, but he didn't have to. All he had to do was just keep bashing them through the middle. And like you said, he plays angry. He's got yeah, you he's like Leo Leo Martin. Martin cross yeah. Leota, yeah, like
0: hybrid. Yeah, which is what we needed. You know, you don't need to be out there scoring length of the field tries, but he was doing his job perfectly. And I think that's a huge part of playing in that Penrith team. You don't overplay your hand. You just slot into the best support role that is best for the people around you. And he did that perfectly.
1: Yeah, and we're clearly both big Spencer you fans. And it was just so great to see a performance like that from him and yeah, hopefully more of it against the Knights. So, yeah, he got two votes for me as well.
0: Here we go. I have a feeling our three is going to be the same. I've got Um, a feeling as well. My my three went to Isaiah um, because, again, he could be – he could easily get three every single week for, you know, like it's crazy. He's just – you get the same performance from him every week and it is so important to our team – um it's hard work it's not flashy it's organize, organizing it him and Aki combine really well he puts a good platform for the um the halves to do what they need to do especially when you're to have Nathan that's so important um I just repeat everything I said last week and plunk into this game he is my three and you know he could be he could be lock of the week every single week for the whole competition for the whole year He's just phenomenal.
1: Well, surprise, surprise, my three also went to Isaiah Yo. He was he was just phenomenal, once again. He's the best lock in the NRL. We're gonna say it every week until everyone's ears are tired of hearing it. But it's just true. Um he like you said, he could get three every week. I think that's a very good point in that. Players are going to have to do something outstanding in a game to beat Isaiah Yo to that three votes. And I think that's the greatest compliment you can give him in that he's mm. so important for this team and he's like does such a great job every week. And he's another player who doesn't have to rely on the flashy play, but we've seen enough before that he can do it when needed. And he didn't mm. need to this week, but he did everything else that was required of him. And he's just so vital to the way the middle of our field plays and the way he keeps everything going and he takes the pressure off these halves once again. Yeah, especially without the best halfback in the world playing in the team at the moment. Yeah. And he's crazy. Oh, he's I I get shocked every time I see him how good he is because he was he was always like a solid second rower for our team. And you know, sometimes we'd do a decent job filling in at center if we had an injury there, but he was never like a star, yeah. And it's just been so great to see how much he's improved since moving to lock. And I, yeah, yeah. I never saw this coming.
0: He's just one of those, like, he's almost one of those players you just took for granted. You were like, he's there, he's always there, doesn't make mistakes, whatever. And then he's developed into this complete ground game breaker that is probably honestly tied with Nathan if not even more important than Nathan given the fact that we can't replace Isaiah like we can not replace Nathan but we've got at least Sean O'Sullivan there But so, like yeah. who can do what Isaiah does nobody and yeah it's just it's now he's finally getting those accolades he deserves also like as a person as our captain it's like you know he's not going to screw you around off the field and that helps as well. So if there was a good person of the week, we'd also award that to Isaiah every week. (laughs) So he's just fantastic.
1: Yeah, I think especially given his role as a captain and then given his role on the field in the team, it's so important to be a reliable person. And he is all of that on and off the field from what we can see. And I think that is such an underrated quality of his Definitely.
0: when you see, yeah.
1: you know, supposed leaders at other teams who are underperforming and then yeah. you see the conduct and the way that Isaiah holds himself. And I'm glad oh, that he's starting crazy. to get, yeah. I'm glad he's starting to get recognition from people outside of Penrith because yeah. he's, he's phenomenal. He is. We love you, Isaiah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: The best, the goat.
1: Yeah, we look forward to giving you three points every week. <laughs> yeah. It's your way with the premiership. So this week is Penrith's yearly trip to Bathurst to play a home game. Um, we played there what, every year since I believe 2014, aside from 2020 when that was cancelled due to the COVID situation. Um. Now, Nat, I understand you've been to Bathurst a few times for Penrith games, right?
0: I have. Um, I've been, I'm trying to think if it was one, I think it was twice um, when I was cheerleading. One of the times it was against Melbourne and we got done and it wasn't enjoyable. It was always enjoyable going to Bathurst. It's cool, like being around everybody and stuff, but that part wasn't so good. Um, The second was easily one of my top three favourite cheerleading games, and that was the infamous for some famous for us, um, Canberra Raiders, two tries in 90 seconds game. What a game. Um, And uh, the worst part for me for that game, so obviously it's about two hours away from where I lived. um, And, yeah, it's a little bit of a trek. Um, I ran through a um, speed camera on the way there. So that was very unfortunate for me. And I don't condone that at all, very silly and all my own fault but I was in a filthy mood because I had, you know, gone through that camera. Um, And yeah, got there. Obviously it's super fun when you get there. It's like, there's just so many people around and you're so close to them. It's not like you have that kind of barrier between you. Like we do at Penrith and other stadiums Um, and everyone's just so excited to be there and it's just really contagious. So that was really fun. Um, But then, yeah, you start watching the game and it wasn't the best game and you know with 90 seconds to go we're down by two tries and I remember one of the cheerleaders saying to me oh what do we do um if we win do we still do like a run around like a, a lap of honor and I was like shut up we're not gonna win I was so annoyed at her I was like just that be ridiculous like what a stupid question don't bother me um and which is a horror, very indicative of my high horse I was on at that time of my life anyway <laughs> um, would never treat anyone like that now um anyway and then all of a sudden you know Peachy's making the break and it was just it was so much so that was the best because it was just thrilling that we managed to win that um I haven't really seen anything like it since I don't know if we ever will see anything like that again um so very fond ma- memories of Bathurst after that Um, Have you been to Bathurst?
1: Uh, Yeah, I've been a few times. That that Canberra game was actually the first time I ever went to Bathurst. And that was, we had a very different experience on the way up there from what I can tell. Uh, I actually went there with a bunch of mates. We went there in two carfuls on the way there. And I remember the car at the front was basically the directions for the car behind But the car behind fell behind in traffic at some point on the way out there. And Mm. I don't know what they did, but they ended up looking up Carrington Park, which is the ground in Bathurst, on Google Maps. But they accidentally looked up (laughs) at a completely different Carrington Park. Oh, no. Yeah, it was like an hour south of Bathurst.
0: Oh, my God.
1: (laughs) Yeah, and so they were halfway there and they ended up turning off we went like the Bells Line of Roadway there. Yeah, um, that's right. I'm not, yeah. Sure, yeah. yeah right. I'm not I'm not sure why, given we we're from Penrith and we could have just taken the Great Western Highway. Yeah, I was Highway, gonna say but... that's
0: like going backwards on yourself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We
1: we we learned on the way back that you can just go Great Western Highway. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> um but yeah, they did they turned off at one point. Um and, and have this in mind, they were driving a tiny little like pinkish colored Nissan Micra. And they turned off onto this dirt road called Curly Dick Road as they were Mm. following these incorrect directions. And it made them end up being about 45 minutes behind us because they realised at some point that they had to turn around and come back to Bathurst. (laughs) And so we were waiting in Bathurst for ages for them. And we couldn't get a hold of them for a while because they were just in the middle of nowhere and had no phone service. And they eventually rocked up. And this formerly pink Micra was just completely brown from this, like, muddy dirt (laughs) road that they'd driven along. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And they were almost unrecognisable. But it so it started, you know, in a very funny way for me. Um, And it ended in just the most perfect way. I remember that night, though, being so cold that I was wearing a jacket that was nowhere near warm enough and yeah. I went up to the Panthers, like, merchandise store just to, like, buy another jacket. I was like, I don't care if it costs, like, $120 or whatever. I just need to get warm. Mm-hmm. And I went over there, and they said that they didn't have card facilities anywhere in the ground, and there was no ATM anywhere. And so I just had to survive in the cold. And so I was uh, hating
0: it. Is it. too, there too.
1: Yeah. Oh, it, that's why I'm so glad that they, have like, seemed to like putting the games there early in the year, because yeah that game was in like May or something, I think, and that was just yeah, far I think my one was to close to there.
0: like June. it was insane. It was definitely in like round seven, eight, nine ten kind of thing.
1: yeah, like far too late. You got to play there in the first like six weeks of the season, otherwise it's way too cold, especially if you're doing a nighttime game. yeah, and I remember, yeah, I was in such a foul mood because of the cold towards the end of the game because the fact that we were down by what eight points with ninety seconds to go, yeah. And then what? Moylan puts Harrowir and Ira through that gap and he just runs yeah. around. It must have been Jack White <sighs> and yeah. scores. And that was great. And I was like, oh my God, we're, we're on here, aren't we? Like, this yeah. could actually happen. And then Moylan did that, what, four touches in the one set in yeah, order to put Peachy freak. through. And that was the most, that was the craziest celebration ever. I couldn't believe that we won that, especially just- earlier in the. Oh, yeah.
0: I was just like screaming like it was it was unlike yeah. even celebrating a preliminary or a grand final like to me like it was just this like combination of shock and like just disbelief and you just yeah. everyone was just screaming and losing their heads like mental people it was amazing
1: yeah well because what that would have been that was the year before we had that year where we won every game late so that was like
0: yeah the was. first
1: experience of that.
0: I think it was 2017 and that year. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it would have so. been
1: 2017. Yeah. And that was yes, that was like the first time we'd ever experienced a game like that. And that yeah. was such an incredible experience. I couldn't believe it how great that was. Um and I remember that night we ended up taking yeah, Great Western Highway back to Perth. Uh, we were a bit smarter on the way back. Um <laughs> and i remember we went to panthers and i ended up meeting uh our our, our respectful king dean farde and matt moylan oh, um
0: yeah.
1: and i remember i played the pokies next to them and matt moylan was telling me which hits to make and i ended up winning like 500 bucks
0: that's very on <laughs> so, brand for
1: <than> <laughs> yeah so he, he came through that night um i remember in not- many ways yeah I remember not wanting to say it to anyone at the time because he was our captain and he'd won us the game and made that money but what what a, what a very unpleasant man he was um <laughs> <but nobody laughs> place for the sharks I'm happy to say yeah. it um <laughs> because despite winning that money he was yeah he was he was quite rude um <laughs> yeah no for sure. he's nice. definitely not in the
0: dean he's not in the dean category <laughs> no
1: no no one can ever live up to that but yeah, Definitely rest assured,
0: nice. Dean was still very nice. Um, yeah. I'm sure,
1: I'm, <laughs> no sure I was, I'm sure I was annoying as hell. Um, they probably just wanted to relax and I sat next to them. So, I, I mean, I can't blame them for that. But <laughs> yeah, but at the
0: same time, like I remember I, I was saying on the weekend, I was just like watching, I think it was a post game of a Roosters game or something like that. And I think seeing the happiness that um, these kids were getting just from, you know, getting a photo with them or talking to them or them looking their way, I think... I said yeah. to my fiance, I said, like, if I was an NRL player, I would, like, dedicate my life to um, oh, interacting with yeah. fans. Like, oh. how good would it be to know that you could just write to someone and or, or just smile them or like a photo of theirs on Instagram and they would be so happy. So yeah. for me, I don't tolerate that kind of like, oh, well, we were bothering them. Like, you're not. You're not bothering them. You're being nice, you know, so he should have been nice to you. Um, but, yeah,
1: yeah. pop that.
0: Yeah, again, we need more Christian Welchers. <laughs>
1: yes. Yeah, that, that actually reminds me. Um, The player that I think of with that uh, used to play for our opposition this week, uh, Nathan Ross. Because oh, yes.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I was at a home game in 2017 when we beat them 40 nil, mm-hmm. And Nathan Ross stayed behind and got a photo with every single oh. person. And That's I was I actually, I got a photo with him because I was like, I was like to my mate, oh, can you take a photo of me with him? He's a legend. And mm. as he was going to get the photo with me, one of the like staff members tried to hurry him up. He was like, he was mm. like, oh, come on, Rossi, we gotta go. And he was like, he's like, no, everyone here paid for a ticket, they get a photo. And I loved that attitude so much. And yeah, NRL players do that more often.
0: Absolutely, 100 so,
1: yeah, percent more Nathan Rosses, more Christian Mulchers, more Dean Fades in the world, please. Absolutely. (laughs) Yeah, every other experience I've had at Bathurst hasn't really been that good aside from last year. So uh, (laughs) I won't delve too deep into those because we haven't actually had the greatest record out there, have we?
0: (laughs) Definitely not. (laughs) Um, So it's not a great omen. No, (laughs) no. We haven't played there since the We Are Insane era. So, you know, things fly out the window now.
1: Yeah, like we beat a Turbo Seagulls there last year which was all right um and I sat behind Brian Totto's parents on the fan bus so that was pretty cool um they were very nice people I I was looking over their shoulder the whole time as they were going through like the Pampers Facebook fan pages and liking every nice post about Brian and so that was that was kind of cool um uh, yeah I'm not sure if I'm going to be able to make it this year the game is on my mum's birthday and I was going to take her out there for it um as a birthday present because I oh. don't think she's ever been to a Bathurst game but uh just depending on whether I get out of isolation in time and whether I'm feeling you know well enough to go
0: yeah <laughs> uh, you got to take it easy yeah. yeah
1: yeah she said to me she's like that's oh, okay if we can't go and I'm like yeah I know but I, I still really want to go but if I can't, I can't, I won't risk
0: anything. It's one of those things, like, it's just unfortunate with the COVID situation, it's far away. You know, it could be, if you go preemptively, you could have an unpleasant time, irrespective of the um, the game, if you're not quite up to it. So it's just yeah. one of those things. But anyone who is going is going to have a fantastic time. Um, I have a hair appointment which was booked months in advance. Otherwise, I would be going. Um, It is such a good time. It's great to see the games be out in those areas because they just love it. It's something we take for granted is having um, an NRL stadium close enough for us to go to games every week. Um, These people in the more remote areas don't have that and they're still massive sports fans, just like Dubbo, Wagga, all of these areas. So when they do get those games there, it's awesome. Um, so, look, any chance that anyone gets to go there, you're better off for it.
1: Yeah, it's insane how much they love it and the way yeah. that Bathurst has taken to the Panthers. Like, all right, every year you see that there's the Bathurst-Panthers Junior Club and all the kids are always there wearing their Bathurst-Panthers jerseys or, like, all the adults have got Panthers hats on or whatever and it's been a really smart investment by the club I remember hearing someone from the club say that the first year they went out there, there was a mix of like you know, dragons and roosters and storm supporters and all the, all the big, well-supported clubs. And so the next year they just brought a ton of free merch and gave it to everyone because they wanted to see just everyone wearing Panther stuff. And it seems to have paid off because it's a rugby league crazy town and you you, you get it with all of those regional areas out there, like you said, with the Waggers and stuff. And you know, the oranges and everything. And it's just so nice to see those areas getting top level rugby league. Like I know we it lost is. I know we lost to the Cowboys in the storm when we went when we versed them there, but it would it would have been so cool for people from that area to get the chance to see like Jonathan Thurston and Cameron Smith play footy. And I think that is something that we take for granted. You know, we rock up and we boo them and we don't like them. But mm. it's it kind of puts things into perspective about how special our game is and how much it means to people.
0: Yeah, and like, I mean, the the Raiders game was such a good example of that because it was literally all these people just losing their absolute minds over a yeah. football game. And I think we felt that obviously as well on the weekend. Like I was almost crying in that second half. I thought we are going to lose. <laughs> I was stressing and it's round two. Like we know we will probably make the eighth this year. It's, if we lose it, it's no big deal, but you still feel such an, you know, like such an attachment to it. Um, so yeah, the fact that they get to experience that live is great. And I think what we learned last year when the NRL got taken to Brisbane and we lost that ability to be able to go to games and see out especially when your team's really succeeding, it sucks. And that's what people in those areas experience the whole season. So the more games we get out there, the better.
1: Yeah, 100%. And it's I've missed the city country personally. I always yeah, liked that awesome. that was a red fixture yeah. that went to the country. And I wish people took it more seriously because it would still be there. But I at least liked that as a response more and more clubs take games to regional areas and it's always cool to see these like you know different footy grounds as well and the way like I really wanted to go to was it Dubbo that South's played Penrith last year I, I, whichever um, one it was
0: yes Yes, yeah. when when Wayne Bennett apologised to the people of Dubbo after the game yes. because they lost yes. by 40. I'll <laughs> never um, <they're together. laughs> and they deserve that apology.
1: Yes, they do. They they deserve better than that. And at least they got to see uh, Matt Burton and trick, so it's all right.
0: They're blessed. Uh, but,
1: but yeah, it was. It's one where I love seeing the games in regional areas, and. I, I'm not sure if every single club does it, but it should be a thing that at least every club has a, a designated regional game every year. Yeah. Because if there's 16 games in the regional areas, then that's, that's a pretty good coverage. And then you add on to that, like, pre-season games that are often taken to those areas. And then we saw the more regional areas of Queensland getting important games at the back end of last year when it was in lockdown. I thought that was really cool. Same. Yeah, like how often do we see games in, you know, Rockhampton or wherever? And we were getting, you know, finals games up there. And so that was... Yeah, and it was like
0: a weekly occurrence for them. So it was a little blessing to come from the COVID situation for sure.
1: Yeah, and so any way that we can get a positive like that out of these situations by taking more games to the country, I think that's a benefit.
0: Totally agree.
1: Panthers, Panthers, Panthers. Okay, on to this weekend's game, which is as we said at Carrington Park in Bathurst on Saturday, the twenty sixth of March. It is the Penrith Panthers versus the Newcastle Knights. Nat, what are you looking forward to in this game?
0: It's a bit difficult because we don't quite know the makeup of the team. Um, obviously, if Nathan was coming back and we need up for sure, i would be looking forward to him coming back. Um, But instead, I'm most looking forward to Taylon May getting his chance. Um, This is something I think we've both been hoping would have happened um, earlier this season. But it's round three and we're getting it, which is a blessing in disguise. Um, So I'm super excited to see how he goes because every time I've seen him play, he's just been outstanding. So I am so excited to see how he goes slotting into that Brian role. Um, I'm again excited to see Targo play again. He didn't get any of my 3 to one votes, but I still was impressed by him on the weekend. So I'm excited to see if he can back it up once again. Um, otherwise, I'm really keen for this contest in general. I think we played Manly um, in the first round first round, and Manly are looking pretty terrible. So it may have been a bit of a lopsided contest. Um, and then we played Dragons. And again, as we say, the Dragons are starting well and they they played okay but Newcastle have been fantastic they're both their performances have been really really good and really convincing and comprehensive so I'm really excited to measure us up against the Knights which is something I never thought I would say um I tipped them for the spoon so I'm looking like a bit of an idiot but <laughs> yeah I'm excited to see this matchup I think it's going to be an awesome game and I think you know it's it's one that's that's um you know, it's going to shape kind of what happens the rest of the year. It's ironic that we played Melbourne um, in round three last year, and that was that crazy hand of God game. Um, and here we are this year playing the top of the, the the ladder, which happens to be Newcastle. So I think I'm excited to see Newcastle play as much as I'm excited to see us play this week.
1: Yeah, and full credit to Newcastle. They've, they've been excellent so far this season. This has surely got to be like the yeah, the biggest game of the season that there's been so far going on form. And yeah. Newcastle are a real test. You know, they they are above us on the ladder. You granted it's only by a points difference, but they've put on yeah, big well, scores. <laughs> yeah, big scores in both games, yeah. both weeks. And they they quite honestly embarrassed the roosters into yeah. their performance that they followed up with on Friday. And then on Sunday. I didn't actually watch very much of the game, but when I when I came out and turned the TV on, I think it was like 20 nil or something.
0: Yeah. It was insane. It could have been a lot worse.
1: Yeah. And like a lot of people are saying, this that game, you know, it could cost Madge his job. And that shows how dominant the Knights were. And there's there could be an element of false form in the Knights, given that the roosters were terrible and the bulldog uh, the tigers are terrible but you still can't take them lightly like we were saying about the dragons last week and it matters even more so this week because they're doing even better than the dragons and
0: yeah and I think yeah um as as well is like you only your team plays as badly as you allow them to play and yep. as well as you allow them to play. So whilst they have, you know, played, I mean, the Roosters are a good team. Whilst they have, you know, had those lopsided score lines, they've enabled that in the way that they played. And you saw the Tigers team the week before take it to the Melbourne Storm and then they got put to the store by Newcastle. So, you know, I think that they definitely have earned every um, point they have in that top of the table position.
1: Yeah, and that's one where we've, we do have to eat a bit of humble pie because I think we did make a joke about Newcastle having a lot of problems before round one.
0: Oh, my and God, we did, and it was me. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. That is,
1: yeah, but I, I went along with it, so it's all good. Um,
0: <laughs> We're both in this together.
1: Yeah, apologies to the Bay 53 podcast boys. Um, <laughs> they've probably got Be that audio file saved. Yep, they'll get, they're probably. ready to post it. Ready to post it, so they us. Um, yep. <laughs> it's one where I still think we'll get the win um, because, I mean, I just back us every week. And I think we'll have learned from any mistakes we made last week. And we'll be, yeah you know, we'll be on this week. Like we sort of fell away last week. And like you said, Tego was very good last week. Um, he actually came close to getting points for me as well. Um, yeah. But just missed out. And it'll be nice to see him on, you know, hopefully a dry surface. Because Penrith in round one, it was relatively dry, given the weather that we'd had for like three straight weeks leading up to it. But Cogrid really didn't seem it, and we didn't get much of an opportunity to see him do his thing. But hopefully Bathurst is quite dry. I know that they've got rain scheduled for Thursday and Friday, but Saturday's supposed to be clear. Yeah. And so that'll be an interesting game to see as well, our halves versus their halves because Kloon and Clifford have been great and it'll be yeah, a big test. It. It'll be a big test for Sullivan and Luai or perhaps Cleary. It'll also be interesting to see if Ponga will play. I know he missed last week, but I'm not sure what the nature of that was. And he's been named to start this week, but I mean, he also was I think last he week.
0: probably will, um, but who's, who's to know? Yeah. Um, They didn't really seem to miss a beat without him last week. And I think maybe the days are gone of Pronger, you know, even being the main star in Newcastle. Yeah. Um, And that's only a good thing. That's only a good thing for Newcastle. So I'm not actually panicking on that. I don't think it makes too much of a difference, which is something I, again, am surprised I'm saying.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing is that he didn't really do too much in round one. He wasn't bad but he wasn't really required, and then round two, he literally wasn't there, and they won both games convincingly. Exactly,
0: exactly. So
1: hopefully that doesn't mean that he'll have a great game against Penrith, and there'll be another weapon. He's due
0: for a blinder.
1: Yeah. um, I mean, no one is quite caught up to Dylan Edwards in the form chart for the 2022 fullbacks, Um, so it'll be interesting to see if he can. Uh, It'll be nice to see Dylan have a good game at Bathurst, because he did last year, but I think a lot of us remember the 2019 game where Melbourne just bullied him. Yeah, and it's... That was that was in a bad run for Dylan. Yeah,
0: that was in his, his sad days. Oh, yeah. We're in the happy days he's,
1: now. He's a, he is a much improved player now, to be fair, um, as pretty much the entire team are. And yeah, it'll be, it'll be interesting to see if we can step up to the level required. I think a performance like the one in round one will be enough to get it done, but we certainly have to be better than we were last week because if we were versing the nights last week, in complete honesty, we would have lost.
0: Yeah, we can't fall asleep. I think we – I don't know if we fell asleep, but it just kind of the tide turned last week and we can't let that happen. We need to, we're very good at controlling games and we're actually usually more of a second half team as well. That's where we usually come in and we kind of wrestle the other team out of it and they kind of, they lose their steam, which we've spoken about before. Um, And I don't think that's going to be um, an effective um, plan against Newcastle. Um, So we just need to be in, in that focus for that 80 minutes and we'll see how it goes, but I can't wait.
1: Yeah, and I think our forwards are very vital for this game when, you know, they've got the two Saifidi brothers starting plus, you know, Frizzell, Barnett and Kurt Meehan who I've actually been quite impressed with at lock. Me too. And Mm -hmm. he seems to suit that role in a very similar way to the way Isaiah does. Probably not at the same level, but still very good at it. And so they can't afford to slip away in the same way that someone like Kickout did last week. And if Fisher-Harris plays, we'll need big minutes from him this week. And, you know, we might have to rely on our bench quite heavily. It's it's quite interesting, I think, that Jamin Salmon seems to have found himself a place in our 17 as what yep. seems to be a back rower, although he filled in in the halves. And then mm. I think at centre on the weekend just due to HIA and then injury um it's yeah it's quite interesting to see that he is in our team and how he will be used this weekend because he hasn't done anything yeah. wrong in any of his games he hasn't exactly been a standout yet either and no but he's
0: just done his job yeah
1: yeah but i think it's also worth questioning whether someone like uh, jermaine hopgood could, could do a more effective job in the team yeah but yeah. i'm more than i'm more than happy for him to stay in there as long as he's you know staying solid and everything but I think that's yeah something that they the club definitely will be looking into for sure is how to improve this team sure. in any way that we can
0: yeah and it's all part of the beginning of the season um you know it's kind of like trying and testing these kind of things so yeah look I think he's been good so far without being outstanding um but yeah there's always room for improvement so we're gonna it be interesting to see how he continues to go
1: Yeah, and it's, I think sometimes it's better to be solid than be outstanding in one half and drop the ball, you know, 19 times in the second half, like we got from a lot of our players last weekend. So, yeah, that'll be interesting to see the way that we use him as well as, yeah, Spencer might have to play big minutes. He might have to start if Fisher Harris isn't any good. And that might see someone like, lindsey smith come into the team you know he's played a bit of prop and a bit of lock so he might get a bench spot or it Mm. might go to hopgood i don't see really anyone else from our reserves bench coming into the team unless nathan is 100
0: i agree completely agree
1: but yeah it'll be it'll be an interesting game and you know we're gonna have to be at the top of our game in order to get something from this Newcastle team because I think they'll fall away to an extent as the season goes on. But, you know, they've started great and we can't underestimate that. Exactly. Yeah, we, we gave them plenty of doubt before the season started. So
0: I and mean, then I mean, now they need them their, now. their due yeah. credit. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, thank you everyone for listening along to another episode of the Big Cat Chat. Uh, if you don't follow us on our socials, you can find us on both Instagram and on Twitter. Our Instagram is at Big Cat Chat, and our Twitter is at Big Cat Chat Pod. Uh, feel free to jump into the comments and the replies and the DMs, and you know, let us know what you think of the show. Yeah, any any good bits, any bad bits, uh, as long as you're nice to us. Um, mm-hmm. And we're yeah, we're happy to. Have a chat to anyone on there. Um, sorry once again about any issues with my mic. I'm, I'm still in isolation, so I couldn't get my microphone this week. Um, so I'm once again recording on Victoria's lounge room floor with my laptop. Um, but yeah, you know, hopefully next week it'll all be back to normal. Um, yeah, thank you everyone very much for listening. And yeah, we'll see you later.